Good morning. It is around, uh, well, it's not the morning anymore. It's 11.50 a.m. I'm coming to you live from Flagstaff, Arizona. I've got my boy Mamba right here in my hands, and I've got some real good thoughts on my mind. So let's go ahead and get this thing spiraled into play. Uh, really excited, you know, first off about the end of the year coming up. Uh, been a big year of mileage. I think I'm sitting at like 4,200 right now. So this this podcast, we're going to talk about mileage. We're going to talk about how the year's been. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what's coming up on the agenda, the end of the year. You know, it's going to be good. So just focus in with me for a bit, and uh, we'll get through this. So just a quick 5, 10 minutes. So start off my year in Georgia, Albany. After running 224.45 at California International Marathon, I went off to Georgia. Confidence was just all over the place. I was confident as fuck. I mean, I went to Georgia and I was ready to race, potentially run 220-218 right away. Well, I went out and ran that race, and I started off the first nine miles all under 520 pace. Everything was just boom, 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 boom. By mile 10, 11, 12, I had realized I had overexerted myself. I needed to come back on the pace. The three Kenyan guys in the race that I ran with, they went way faster than I, you know. One of the guys was like 10th or 12th at New York City Marathon one year, and I just threw myself into the ring, and they were just a little faster than I was and better than I was, and I was able to accept that. But I, it set me up for a crazy day. I went through the half marathon mark in a marathon in one ten thirty five. Uh, never gone through a half that fast in a marathon. But during that time, I had also lost the bike pacer that had gone with the three Kenyan men and myself in the beginning, and now I was running all alone. So around 25K, 30K, I made a wrong turn on the course, and my day was over on roughly 221, 222 pace through 15, 16 miles. My day ended at hour and 23 or, yeah, hour and 23 minutes in and only covering 15 and a half miles on the day. It was a tough day, so that was my beginning of the year. And then I went off and I ran in Orange County in May and I ran the OC Marathon, um, again, looking to just slide right under 224, hopefully 222, 221, 220. That was kind of the plan that day. And I went out, and I, I again, went and ran 520 pace for as long as I could and got to mile, I would say, 18, 19 this time on 520. Uh, to 523, 528, in between, you know, everything was below 528 to 517. So a little slower than trials pace. Um, I just couldn't hold it anymore. I hit the wall at mile 21 or 22, falling back up, you know, 730 pace, 8 minute pace, you know, more than just a minute and a half on the usual wall. I had really, really exerted myself again. So I was going way higher than my threshold or faster than my threshold but at practice when I was running in San Diego at sea level it felt like I could run 510 to 515 pace to 520 pace for days if I, I mean not days but an hour or two 
So it was weird that I wasn't able to just run that pace in a race. So I was kind of confused. So I went back up to Flagstaff after hitting the wall in Orange County. And I was just, okay, I got to get myself motivated to do something again. Figure out how I'm going to go about the rest of the year. You know, I kind of went through a patch there where I was just like, I don't know. Um, So I went and looked on the calendar and I picked out Missoula Marathon in Montana. And that was really a race I wanted to just, you know, go out there and run well. You know, have a really strong run. My my mentor, Dennis Bender, who I started training under in 2014 or 15, when I first started running, had passed away this past year, or he he has passed away this past year. It's been pretty tough on me. Um, it's messed with me quite a bit but he really motivated me to run that race and um, I never ran it until this year you know and I went out there and I wanted to win it but colleague and good friend for a number of years now Mark Mesmer uh, you know and every rights beat me in every distance since we started racing good boy Mamba let's finish this podcast though we're having a good time um like 10 times in a row, you know, ended up beating me in Missoula on the day. Um, Hey, no more. I'm talking to these guys. Okay, no more, Mamba. And uh, I ended up in fourth place. So it was, you know, it was a decent run. I ran two hours, 31 minutes for the marathon. Uh, You know, I didn't wear a watch on the day, so I didn't have a watch. Hold on, guys. Mamba, no. Stay. Good boy. I didn't wear a watch in the race, so uh, I didn't really know what my splits were, and I didn't really know what was going on. So it was really a weird day. I actually, you know, I left it at my uh, my aunt's place. I stayed there when I was doing the race, and I left it at my aunt's place, and uh, I just I didn't have my watch out there in Missoula, so I was you know, kind of vibing off the, the trail pack that I was in, feeling amazing, and I went through halfway, like, at 115 high, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's really slow, um, so I started to pick it up at, like, mile 16, 17 in Missoula, and I just, I started catching people, I started feeling good, and I could tell I was running closer to 530 pace, you know, upwards to the end of the race, but I had definitely left a lot of room out there, early on I just didn't press myself and I just ran 231 and it was just a you know a C or B effort I was kind of upset with the way that I ran and you know I wanted to podium on the day didn't happen uh, so I went back looked at my calendar and said you know I just feel like I got a lot of fitness left in me I didn't really run right in Missoula I need to go win something I need to go run a good race I need to go run right, you know. So I went and looked at a few races and found a small race out in uh, California in Humboldt. And I ran a marathon there. So this is, what, my fourth marathon of the year and I've, you know, I, that I've entered. And I've had two kind of DNFs to start the year. just kind of shook me up, you know. So I, need, I really just wanted to run a 225 again, you know, around the 220 range, just kind of see myself run right. So I go out there on a solo day, you know, solo effort kind of run. I, I win the race. 
but I hit the wall on 227 to 228 pace at mile 22 or 23 of the marathon and I just didn't take enough carbohydrates you know I just so the last 5k was you know a slugfest home at seven minute pace and uh you know a minute and a half slower than my original 530 535 clip off it it ended up being seven minute pace and I just was really upset by the end running 234 you know just what's going on with me like you know if I can't run right I think this this Olympic trials dream of mine is not going to happen like if I can't run back to the low 220 range on a decent effort or a decent day like I don't know I don't think it's possible you know and I'm just being very real and very honest with myself and I kind of look back at my training log from what I had done to run 224-45 at California International Marathon and you know just started assessing what my my training had been like what was the mileage like what were you eating I mean what what changes can you make in your diet and what can you actually do to feel like your body's getting fuel inside of it when you're running that marathon um, I figured I just needed to go like 24 25 miles in my my long runs and really almost get a full marathon in and that would be a big change number one number two would would be probably to go eat more food more meat more hearty food more I mean you're running if I'm gonna go back to the training I did before CIM I'm running 130 miles a week and that was really just a, str a strong string of weeks and it was really hard to do that um, but you know I felt like okay if I could do that again only if I could do that again then I could have a day I know it because you know, you're running 130, it's like 18 miles a day, and 22, you know, mile, you know, max days, 24 mile max days, and it's just like you're covering that distance, you're really doing it right, and so I just kind of told myself I've got to go do that, I've got to kind of go back to an un uncomfortable place, so I, in training, so that way the marathon is a little bit easier you know, I got too comfortable in my training, I felt like, when I was running 231 and 234 and DNFing. I probably was just, like, I've already got it in the bag mentally. And I kind of needed to reset myself and say, hey, like, you're not that great and you've had some bad runs and you need to go pick it up again or this Flagstaff move and this this whole uh, situation that you're aiming for with the Olympic trials is not going to happen. So I put myself in jail. I mean, I went to prison for five fucking weeks. I just, I just said I gotta run 130 miles a week and I gotta eat right and I gotta like do this shit. I just gotta like, this gotta happen no matter what. And uh, I stuck to the plan for a good five weeks. Started learning how to fuel up, eat. You know, went back to eating red meat, which was something that kept me strong and healthy when I first started running and. Now that I'm running all this mileage, <clears throat> you know, that's the big difference is I need it. You know, I need that sustainability. So I started eating red meat and I started going for 24 mile long runs and around six minute pace or faster and just started seeing the ball roll and it felt good. You know, it feels good to put yourself in an uncomfortable position and see yourself come out of it. And that's what I, honestly I was doing in training for the first time in months and 
even though I've had a really high mileage year, like I've had like forty two hundred miles this year, and maybe you're on like five thousand probably. I mean, it's probably it's just gonna happen. But I just you gotta. I've just had a year where like I've had to pull myself out of some situations and get uncomfortable after a long time of being comfortable and kind of thinking I had it. You know, it's got it's like gotta get uncomfortable again, Pat. Once that started happening, and I ran five weeks at 1.30, I entered the St. George Marathon this past weekend. Um, very similar course to the California International Marathon with a nice gradual downhill roll, but it's not as gradual, I would say, as California International Marathon. It's got really steep downhills, and then it's got like uphills that meet it every once in a while. Like probably about six to ten times you've got an uphill you've got to meet in that race. Um, but it's a high, it's, it's like incline uphill, so it's just different. It's just a different vibe completely, and they're, I would say they're both very testy courses. They both really stress the body out and press you to the limit. Every marathon does, but it's not as easy as, as a lot of people make that course out to be. Um, so that's probably one reason I run it every year, is just good for my confidence, and Right before CIM again, I went out and I ran it just this past week, and I ran 223.55, a new personal best for me. Um, and I can say it was because I, I got uncomfortable, like I was talking about previously, and and I let myself, you know, in training, kind of just, like, go for it and, and see myself come out of it. And that's huge. I mean, I know that I could easily, you know, have issues in my training that would mess with me on race day and you know my confidence but kind of put my foot down this time and said I need to learn how to put carbohydrates in my body I need to learn how to eat properly and I need this like uh, I want this it's all in my life and if it's gonna happen I've gotta buy in you know fully and invest you know myself my time my energy so it was big, you know, I, I came into that race feeling like I need this shit, like I need it with all my life, and I clipped off those first, that first 10k with a good pack of guys, you know, um, a lot of guys from the BYU circuit, you know, those guys are quick, those guys can run fast, a lot of the alumni there are no joke, and uh, clipped off with 220, uh, 220 man Ian Hunter, Masters runner, top guy, uh, Provo guy, he, uh, you know, we clipped off at 5.20 pace early, and then we clipped off up the hill, we clipped off steady up the hills, 5.35, you know, staying steady. And nothing was under, over really 5.40, you know, I kept it right there, 5.20 to 5.40, like I wanted, and we got comfortable together. And <clears throat> around 30K, I just said, you know what, I'm feeling really good. The Mau the Mauritan 320 mix had come down, uh, you know, it started to release itself, and I, I got through halfway in 13.1 miles and 113 low and that felt like it wasn't even a press and we had run most of the um, most of the uphill portion already in the first 13.1 you know we just had 15, 16, 17 really or no 16, 17, 18, 19 of flat running again and 20 and then the rest was downhill uh, and I knew my, I know my body at 130 I mean I'm covering that, you know, I'm covering those distances, and I just, I just could feel that carbohydrates coming in me, and so at 13.1, that was n not a crazy, 
a max effort to get there. I had a lot in the gas tank left to go, and around 18, 19, I just started clipping off um, closer to 5.15 pace the rest of the way. I mean, or 5.25 to 5.15, pretty much under 5.30 the rest of the way, and uh, brought Dallin Hart, shouts to Dallin Hart uh, from Provo with me for 18 to 22, and then I just had to do my thing. I felt that Flagstaff Fitness, you know, 7,000 feet, you know, four more miles. I'm covering that. Um, and I got to the finish line and I saw the clock. When I first turned the corner, I saw 222 high or something like that. Yeah, 222 high. And it took me what seemed like a year to get to the finish line because um, I barely got under 224. So it was... Yeah, it was a stretch, and um, I'm just really happy with the way things have been been going now that I feel my confidence coming back in my training, and my body's starting to get ripe, you know, and when I say ripe, I feel like marathons are coming easier for me, uh, because, well, number one, you're doing the work, you're in training, you're running 24-mile long runs at 7,000 feet, you know, and 20, you're running two hours, 20 minutes, 24 miles, two hours, 27 minutes uh, for 24 miles and training a few, like, you know, going the distance almost in time, then it makes it a lot easier to, you know, run that marathon. And I would say what's funny to, like, my two long runs, they finished in, again, 220 and 227, and running 223, that's right in between where my long runs were. So it's super important to be out there for almost as long as your marathon time is going to be on, on your feet. You know, and that's just how I feel about it. And I think, you know, what's coming up on the agenda is going to be super special. I've got a, a race in Sacramento at the end of the year, which I'll do for the third year in a row now. Where I, 2019 started off with a 231, kind of got my career going a little bit, or made me believe that I could run somewhat fast. And then this last year going to uh, St. Er, yeah, going to uh, CIM and running 224 was eye-opening, obviously. It's closer to, you know, that what was, I think, 218. Yeah, it's close to that 218 kind of mindset. Like, okay, it's not that far off. And then now running, again, a course very similar to CIM in St. George and running 223 high. Um, you know, just seeing the mileage work itself out again the uncomfortable sensations I'm going through put me in the green in the results category is big for me so you know I, I just want to keep thriving keep barking up with my boy and I hope you guys have a good rest of the year I don't know if I'll check in with another podcast but um, yeah always feel free to DM reach out questions you know I'm happy to help with training advice or whatever uh, your questions may be. All right, later.